Hello, TV writers. Just a quick word uh, before we start to let you know my online course, How to Write a Sitcom, is on sale for only 29 bucks. That's less than a week's worth of lattes. And so many of you have expressed interest that I'm keeping this sale going until I come back from my hiatus in October. In this class, I take you through the steps I've been teaching at university for years. You'll have videos and worksheets that'll guide you in organizing your ideas. And you'll have as long as you need to work through this class. It's completely self-paced. Sign up now by clicking on the links in my show notes or by heading to my Thinkific website, writetv.thinkific.com or writingtv.info. And now, an episode of our podcast. This is episode 004 of How to Write TV. Don't just reshoot that Circus Boy script. Hello, TV writers. Welcome back to the fourth episode of this uh, podcast. Uh, Four episodes interspersed with uh, writing parties which is a, a concept that I'm trying, you know, a virtual writing party, which sounds really weird, but you actually get to have a little writing session with me here in an episode of this podcast. But right now, today, we have an actual topic that we're going to discuss. But first, I want to ask you, I have an ask for you. This is, I'm, so I'm supposed to ask you for things as you listen to this podcast. Um, I want to ask you to go to my website, howtowritetv.com. And I would really, really uh, appreciate it if you would sign up for our mailing list. And if you do, you'll get my free ebook about television structure. If you're really interested in writing for TV, I think this ebook will help you. And signing up for my email list gives me an opportunity to keep in touch with you. So if you would do that on howtowritetv.com, you'll see a form that you can sign up and you'll immediately be sent uh, this ebook. Okay, so I got that out of the way. I've, I've made my ask, my call to action. See, I've been watching all of my YouTube videos on how to do a, a proper podcast. Uh, never had to worry about this teaching university, but here we go. You're probably wondering about the title to this. Don't just reshoot a circus boy script. And uh, just what the heck any of that means. Uh, Circus Boy was uh, a, a what's called a road show back in the, I think it was the late 50s, might have been early 60s. Now, a road show is one of those shows where in the old days, uh, in the old days of television, you know, now we're used to in streaming services watching like, you know, eight episode seasons. Uh, you know, network TV still does like 22 to 25 episodes but you're seeing more and more, you're seeing limited series and series that have, you know, 10, 12 episodes max. In When I was writing, uh, it was, uh, you know, a network schedule was 22 episodes. And then if you were a success, they might pick up, you know, like three more scripts that they could then use. So, you know, about 25. In in the days prior to my time, in the, in the 50s that I'm talking about, in, in the Circus Boy days, you know, they would load up uh, the trucks and if you especially if you had a road show and what a road show was is you would load up the honey wagon and you would load up the all the equipment trucks and the dressing rooms and you'd go out on the road and you'd hit a new location every week and tell your story in that new location. That was the way your show was built. So, for example, a show like Route 66, which, you know, the concept is traveling along Route 66. And these are fictional stories, but, 
you know, Route 66 would hit a new place every uh, week. And, you know, so it'd be new location. But I mean, you're talking about episodes into the mid 30s that they would do, I think like 35 episodes, sometimes even more. And so it was an enormous schedule, and you can imagine how many shows you had to write and how crazy that was for writers to write so many episodes that you had to have on deadline. Because, you know, if you're in, you know, you know East, uh, you know, Bumble, you know what, uh, Illinois or whatever, wherever, and you don't have a script, then you're in trouble and it's costing you money. So... Uh, you had to have a script. You just had to. And sometimes things happened and you didn't. And so I was working once on a show called Breaking Away where the line producer was, uh, you know, an old hand who had line produced uh, m many of these road shows. Um, and he was telling me that, you know, if they r ran out of a uh, of script ideas and they were doing route 66 or something or some sort of road show. They just take an old circus boy script, which was another road show about a circus on the road. And you just change the name of the characters and just reshoot the same story with, even with the same dialogue, you just replace the name of the characters for, you know, circus boy instead of, you know, whirly birds or whatever show you were doing that was on the road. And, you know, we laughed about that, but but that was and how much of that I, is apocryphal, I don't know. But just the attitude that you could take a circus boy script, change the name of the characters to be the name of the characters in the show that you're actually working on and just reshoot it as is, is, is kind of gives you a window into both the quality of the writing and just how uh, interchangeable they found the moving parts to be in those scripts. And I want to tell you that that's not unique to, you know, going back to Circus Boy. It's not unique to the 50s. When I was writing, and I was writing, uh, you know, for Nash Bridges, which was a, a cop show, I had to be sure that, and I was called on it if I did it, I had to be sure that my dialogue was not interchangeable for any for, for example, for any of the cops that worked in the station, if I was going to just, uh, you know, do it, pull a circus boy and just and write lines that could be interchangeable with any other character, then I it was that's lazy writing. So if you can take a script that you've written and you can have anybody in the script, anybody, any character in your show Say that line, the line that you've written without changing the words at all. In other words, if it's just totally interchangeable, if you can take Biffy's line and give it to, you know, Maria without changing a word of it, without altering the syntax, without altering the words, the punctuation, then that's just lazy writing. And so one of the things that you need to know and that's really the topic for today. One of the things you need to know is how your characters speak. What is the, what do they sound like? Uh, this, this reminds me of an exercise that we used to do as actors. And it was, a, it's a very common exercise and it is often, um, it's often assigned to first year actors. And it's this we would be assigned to go out and to observe someone, you know, like in a coffee shop, 
doing something entirely ordinary, like, you know, reading the paper while drinking, um, drinking a cup of coffee. And then our assignment was to make notes about that and to come in and duplicate that on the stage. So we would come in and we'd have to do what we observed, which is to try to take this slice of life and make it absolutely believable in a classroom setting on a stage, you know, watching someone read a newspaper and drink a cup of coffee. And it's, it's, it sounds a little inane to a civilian if you, if you've never heard of this, but it's not really inane because it's not easy to do it. It's not easy to uh, mirror real life on a stage. And so similarly, uh, one of the assignments I used to give in the pre-pandemic days when we were actually in a classroom was to um, have my writers go out and to overhear a conversation, to go to the bus stop, to go to a Starbucks, to sit and listen and basically eavesdrop without you know getting yourself in trouble, to eavesdrop what um, a conversation between two random strangers, to make notes about that conversation, and then to go home and to script that conversation um, but make it interesting, turn it into a scene. And, you know, you're allowed to alter the dialogue, but the purpose is to listen to the way those two people speak because everybody talks in a different way, like me. Like right now, I'm kind of hesitating. I stop. I, I stop in the middle of sentences and I don't complete them. Everybody has a different way of talking some people have things that they say you know handle words that they say over and over again like um and oh and i'm i'm a so guy i start a lot of sentences by going so so and you know that's just something that um everybody has everybody's different and then they have that different kind of of handle to the way they talk they have a rhythm to the way they speak um, the the words they choose betray their um, education, their regional dialects. There's just a whole lot that goes into thinking about the way a character speaks and sounds. And if all your characters are going to sound like you, then this is going to be a mighty dull script. And I would say to you that it's important to do this work now at the stage you're in. Um, in other words, if you're following along with this podcast and developing a, a project that you want to write as a, an original piece of work, it's, it's, you know, at this point, before you even start the outlining process or even thinking about what your pilot episode would be, you better know your characters. And one of the things you have to know about your characters is how they sound. Now, if you've begun the process of doing character descriptions and then thinking about the past and present of your characters, then you have an idea of, you know, where they've come from, where they lived, who they are, and you can apply that to what they might sound like. But I would say that um, right now, uh, for... Uh, for our purposes now, in this stage of the development of your uh, project, whatever it is that you're writing, you should begin to hone down, at least for your main character or two of your main characters, what they sound like. And, and here is a, the, here's a way to do that, that we will practice in our next uh, 
in our next writing party, which will be the next episode, uh, I want you to um, uh, interview your characters and I want you to ask them some questions and have them respond to you in writing. And you can practice that right now. And in doing so, you'll begin to, to be able to discern their voice and how it sounds. But here's another thing I want you to do. I want you to do the exercise now because I think most in most places in the in the country you can go out and you can safely go to some places in public and I want you to carefully go and listen you know remain safe but listen to a conversation and then I want you to come back and uh, try to duplicate that conversation but in an artistic way write a scene uh, with a beginning middle and end but write it in those character voices and try to Try to off of your notes to make these people sound different and to have them each have their own kind of way of speaking. And then you'll find that doing that will 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 make it easier for you to begin to explore your own characters and how you're going to do that in your own script. So that's just something to think about for uh, this week. And maybe you want to go out and do that exercise but don't you know don't turn your don't turn your writing of your characters into uh you know circus boy with uh, different uh, character names uh, make sure that everybody is sounding unique make sure everyone has their own way of speaking and you can do that even as you're walking around you know start to pay attention you know uh, you know, actors become annoying because they're such observers of life, at least the good ones are, and they're constantly observing. Uh, playwrights and writers are the same way, writers for screen, they're constantly scribbling things down based on what they observe. And the time has come for, if you don't already do that, for you to do that as well, you know, start carrying that little notebook in your pocket, you know, and the pencil that you can, you know, scribble down reporter's notes in about the way people talk. You're not going to do it on your laptop. You may be able to do it on your phone, uh, you know, make notes. But in other words, start keeping a record of what you're hearing and start reflecting on it. Keep keep your own journal about about what you've observed and, and the snippets of of life that you encounter that you think you can use because there's just about everything that's usable and certainly the way people talk is usable if you've got acquaintances and people you work with who sound just unique to you listen to that and and try to dissect why that is that they sound unique uh, because you're going to try to bring that to your fiction to your writing for a screen for your own television project so that's really what I have for you this week. Remember, keep writing, be alive instead of perfect, and we'll see you next time. This has been episode 004 of How to Write TV.